Hello, and welcome to another installment Behind the Fourth Wall, a podcast where we discuss trailers, movies, TV shows, and all things pop culture. Today, we'll be talking about Dwayne The Rock Johnson's newest movie in the DC Universe, Black Adam. My name is Emmett, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host and buzzcut aficionado, Ivan. I'm absolutely devastated by the controversy of the Try Guys, man. Did you did you did you read up on that whole thing that happened over the last couple of weeks? Yeah, I'm very well informed on the news. Um, but why don't you fill our listeners in as if one they don't the, know anything? <laughs> one of the Try Guys cheated on his wife. I, I I can't believe it, man. Like that that's it was such devastating news, especially as a you know big fan of BuzzFeed circa 2010 to 2012. Big fan of those quizzes. This is literally what what ate up my time at at my first uh, full time gig around that time. So, uh, are you talking about the Try Channel on YouTube or what is this? The Try Guys, the the three guys that would try things. No, I think it was four guys. Now it's three guys, but it was four just, guys before. They just did stuff and they made money off just doing stuff. Yeah, they would like try different things, food or dares, that kind of thing. Dude, I do stuff all the time, and no one's paying <laughs> me for that. Well, you know what? Let's like slap a camera on you the next time you're doing anything. <laughs> oh, I have to publicize. Yeah, uh, my trying. <laughs> okay, can't just be a guy and try stuff. Nah, you can't just be guying and expect to be paid cash, man. You gotta try and guy at the same time. I'm plenty guy. All right, uh, Ivan, burning question of the week: What's on your wall? Um, I'm going to throw a curveball here real quick, but um, I did want to just tear talk... down your walls. Yeah, I'm going to tear down my wall just a little bit. But I, I, I wanted to talk about these <laughs> Star Wars skins that dropped today uh, from Fortnite. Ooh. Did you have any but... idea this was coming? Uh, well, you know, the first thing I do every in my in, every morning when I try stuff, I always you know go to the phone. See if someone's playing an update. And sure enough, it was there. So I knew moments before you texted me. <laughs> See, like, this is what happens the day I choose not to try stuff and just guy it in the morning. Yeah. You know, like, I, yeah that's a problem. I really slack today. That, that... <laughs> well, I'm, it's I'm... interesting because they were doing their Halloween thing on Fortnite. Um, and we clearly haven't uh, finished a sentence here. So why don't we just finish off what's on this wall is that there's more Star Wars skins in Fortnite, is what there Ivan's is. gushing about. I'm gushing about it only because, like, uh, I have not spent a lot of V-Bucks lately, and now is the time that I uh, will spend all my loot. All my hard-earned V-Bucks are going straight yeah, into all I, these skins. I regret being on the road when the, uh, the Obi-Wan skin came out. It wouldn't surprise I me hope. if they bring it back up soon. Yeah, because they're all about the money. What a clever idea to like <laughs> convert your money into our currency. It's literally the conversation between Stanley and Shroot Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> How many Stanley nickels to a Shroot dollar? <laughs> oh my God! I so you I, bought you bought the skins? I bought all of them. Yeah, I had to. I had That's to. That's like it's 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 a ton of V Bucks, which uh, when translated to U.S. dollar and accounting for inflation today. <laughs> It's close to forty dollars, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're it's not cheap, which is crazy because every lobby you join, you see every kid has every skin. Where are they getting this money from? You know what? Like, I think it's like. Are they trying stuff? 
they they probably are trying and guying at the same time and they figured out a way to <laughs> monetize it. <laughs> yeah. The algorithm. So that's they your wall did. is Fortnite? You're building a, a, a Fortnite wall? <laughs> a, a um, one by one? That and I'll just I'll throw in one more thing. I feel like um Oh two walls. Yeah. Just Why don't we just get the fourth wall up. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just go sit behind it. All right, wall number two. Spider Man. Sony and Marvel coming up oh, with a new God. deal apparently. This so dude, it's over. <laughs> Spider Man happened. It's done. Just put it to bed. Who's Spider Man? What do you mean? Who's Spider Man? Like the Doctor Strange spell. No, Remember we're, that movie? We're, we're all we're all Spider Man. When everyone's when everyone's had their memory erased. Oh yeah. I don't know who I don't know who's his real identity is, but he seems like a swell guy. <laughs> Joke. <laughs> landed. <laughs> All right, so what's going on with Spider-Man? Um, it looks like we're they're getting close to announcing a new deal between Sony and Marvel um, officially. Which are we doing been... more Tom Holland's? Well, yeah, apparently that that's that's the rumor that we're looking at three more Tom Holland movies oh, and at least four or five um, appearances outside of those films. So, do you even want that? I want more Spider-Man. I don't care how I get it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but never mind. Oh, we're gonna have a hard dart here. No, uh, I didn't well, agree. <laughs> something, something interesting that was kind of brought up is like apparently, like the next Spider-Man movie is going to tie in closely to Daredevil, the show that's coming out with eighteen episodes. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm assuming we're like I know like they had said before that they're gonna focus on him being like a street level character. So, I guess this is kind of aligned with what they've said before, but. Is he um, not in Boston? No, he's not in Boston. <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't think so. Um, no, but I think uh, if they're doing Daredevil for 18 episodes and they're going to connect that to Spider-Man, that, that's going to be like an interesting shift, um, which apparently we're going to be taking a more serious tone with these movies. So I- I'm interested in what- to see what they're going to do. There's a lot of stuff they can pull from Spider-Man. I feel like Spider-Man... Batman and Superman are some of the characters that you can like. You have a laundry list of different stories that you can pull from. Um, it's other characters that don't have as much comic book history that I kind of worry about when they start to talk about too many movies on on the pipeline. Mm-hmm. But I'm not too worried about getting dulled out with Spider-Man stories just because there's still enough that they haven't done yet. Um, that being said, I do hope they take their time with it and not rush these. I'd rather not see. You know, some of the subpar quality we've been seeing lately. But yeah, I'm excited. Blasphemy. Okay, well you're excited. I was I was ready to go the other way and say, uh, we had our moment. Let's stop doing these. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I truly loved every single Tom Holland Spider Man. I I feel like they almost got better every time. Which is really hard because they set a new better bar. Um why can't we just leave it at a trilogy? Why is he getting a Star Wars <laughs> double trilogy? Well, I mean, when you earn more than a billion dollars at the box office, and I don't care, all, man. Way, you know, <laughs> hey, man, I don't care. <laughs> hey, listen, look, it's more like, content for us <laughs> in the long like, run. Like, I'm all for. Don't get me wrong, I'm all for like bring him into like those type of. Uh, team up movies or like have him be a supporting bit here and there or an Avengers thing. Like I'm all for that, but 
I feel like it was very tied up and I felt satisfied at the end of uh, No Way Home. I won't be satisfied until they bring back Aunt May with the Infinity Stones. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to need to move on, dude. (laughs) What's on your wall, sir? Uh, So we're recording this November 1st, uh, just after Halloween. Uh, You know me, I not a scary movie any measure of it uh so my halloweens are usually like chiller funner and you know abc family in classic uh style plays every harry potter movie on a loop for like 48 hours (laughs) it's all like tuned in every once in a while and i always tune into like the same movie at the same time i never seem to catch it like any other time (laughs) in their uh in their marathon but, man, number one, two points on this. Number one, those movies still hold up. Like, those are worth a rewatch. Like, a very, like, two times a year I could rewatch those. I, I, I still love those. And then number two, we didn't talk about this when it happened, but, um, you know, R.I.P. Robbie Coltrane. Hagrid in movies. You remember when we did talk about the, uh, what was that, documentary in COVID on Harry Potter. Remember yeah, the line he had where it was like, right? yeah. And he was like, you know, kids are going to be watching this movie 50 years from now and I won't be here, but Hagrid will like that line is just so pertinent now. But, uh, Hagrid was, uh, he was an OG. Yeah. That line interestingly was like floating around in my head when I first heard the news of his passing. Yeah. I feel like, Number one was my favorite. You got the most Hagrid. All the kids were young. Nobody was too annoying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the kids get they get more annoying over the years. Mostly for coming from Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah, it's true. Yeah, I think there's something about like the first one I feel like has the most like rewatchability factor for me. Um, and I think part of it is the music. Part of it is like, oh, like it's that first, like flipping open the first page of the book kind of thing. But um, there's a timeless feel to it. And also something that I feel like other movies um, of that time didn't really hit. Like it, it, it didn't like time itself too much. You know what I mean? Like, like there's certain movies that I look back on, or especially around that era where it it kind of either uses a certain piece of music or something that ties it to that era. And Harry Potter doesn't, it like relies heavily on the soundtrack it has, which is composed by John Williams, you know, who who's done wonders for a lot of things, Superman, Star Wars, that kind of thing. So like, and Steven Spielberg movies. Uh, so like that, that, that soundtrack is amazing. And the movie itself is like really, really timeless. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And it's also like, you could watch it, any time of the year it's got because it goes over the school year so it's like it's heavy on the halloween feels but then you also get like the christmas vibe in there you get like the end of the school year going back to summer vibes like those movies just they're so good too because it's also like if you go back and rewatch like the matrix or something like that they go way too wild with wi-fi and like the cgi wasn't ready for it but I feel like the Harry Potter magic always looked like legit magic and still kind of does. Yeah, I think it's because they did a lot of like practical effects on the movie and like it's it's less flashy mm-hmm. uh in retrospect. 
Um, Harry, the Sorcerer's Stone is actually like a Thanksgiving movie for me. Like every, around every Thanksgiving, they have a handful oh, of movies yeah, that yeah. I always go back to, and that's one of them. I totally see that. Yeah, they're gorging themselves on every time they eat in that mess hall. I'm <laughs> I'm so jealous. But you just got like chicken wings coming up through the bottom of the table. See, it's it's one <laughs> Harry Potter movie every Thanksgiving, followed by a marathon of Lifetime movies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when my that's when my lifetime starts. <laughs> All right, that's enough wall talk. Let's get to the to the meat and potatoes of the Rock's meal. Yes, I can't believe Fast and the Furious got a sequel this quickly, man. Like that was Calvin crazy. and Hobbs. Yeah. Back at it again. Calvin and Hobbs too. Wait, was it? Cal- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you want to do general thoughts on this? I feel like nobody cares about spoilers for this movie because. <laughs> He spoiled it entirely in it, but also just, I don't know, just before we get into anything specific, just your general thoughts on how you felt about it. Yeah, I thought, like, I, I had a, so, I want to see it with a friend, and, like, as soon as we came out, I told them, I was like, I don't think I've seen a movie this bad where I've enjoyed myself this much. Whoa! <laughs> Wait, does that mean you liked it or anything like that? <laughs> So I I thought it was I thought it was a good popcorn flick. I don't think it was good by any means, right? Like I I honestly didn't feel like um this movie amounted to much to be honest with you, but it was a lot of fun and I feel like I feel like I enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed some of the Transformers movies that came out years ago, which is where like they're really really good popcorn flicks, they're great to watch with somebody. I would not be able to go and sit down and watch this by myself because I feel like I just would probably get up and leave at some point. Um, it's it's weird to describe, right? Because like I don't hate the movie. I don't like I don't think it was like the most horrible, atrocious thing ever. But it definitely wasn't very good. Um, but that said, honestly, I I think there's there's some there's something to say about the appeal of going to watch a Dwayne Johnson movie because I feel like if you're gonna go see anything with mm-hmm. him in it. You go to see it for mm-hmm. him, right? You don't go see it for anybody else. Like, he doesn't yeah. blend himself into any character. This was very much Dwayne Johnson playing Black Adam. It wasn't Black Adam. It was Dwayne Johnson as Black Adam, if that makes any sense. It does. I feel like he did take on the persona of this character. Like, this is one of those things that we talked about last week or a couple weeks ago where DC nails their casting. Uh, and even uh, also for like some Marvel stuff, like Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man, right? Like there are just these guys who play these roles that are just so perfect for it. It's funny that you, uh, I mean, it sounds like you're kind of like on the fence of there's quality to it, but it's also kind of like a, a garbage movie. I, I agree. I wouldn't say it's like a stretch for acting at all, uh, since most of it is just like hardened looks that he gives the camera. Uh, <laughs> But I don't know. I I as soon as the credits rolled, I was like, oh, that was enjoyable. I, I actually kind of liked it for for especially for DC because I think the thing that DC does best is that it steers into the violence of its fights. Like when you go back and watch like Thor, right. it's fun, it's light, it's energetic, and they're zapping the the bad guys with lightning. But it doesn't feel like there's any like risks or you know consequences to the actions. Uh, all that being said, though, if I can quote the uh, bare naked ladies, 
it's all been done though, right? Like <laughs> this is one of those movies where you're just like, oh, that that line is from Deadpool, or oh, that's from uh, that's like from Avatar, or like that's from like you just like you know where everything is from because there's no way to write this stuff unique anymore. We have like what 50 total superhero movies between DC and Marvel in the past, like 25 years. Yeah. Yeah. This was copy paste from multiple different things. It's like, you just tweaked it just a little bit so that you don't get, you know, struck down for copying somebody's homework per se. Yeah, and that like the problem with that is that it just becomes so predictable. And yes, obviously these are superhero movies are formulaic where they have to kind of follow the Rocky style of movies where you lose the first fight, you win the second fight, like the final fight. So totally understand that. But when it's like the actual dialogue, which is not the major part of the movie, and when is that is so predictable, it's like, okay, well, there's nothing unique about this other than, you know, the rock just looking like a monster. <laughs> right. Which is why, like, this movie was all spectacle, which, again, like, yeah. I, I enjoyed that. I thought it was, I thought it was done really well. And I think they played up to the rock strings here. Um, it just the dialogue just didn't do it for me at all. Like, especially the stuff between Hawkman and Black Adam. It's like it's a continuous like. Hey, good guys don't kill. Well, but I do kill. And then like back and forth with that. Like it's like the same thing, like cut together throughout the entire movie. And it just like Yeah. I, I will say one thing as we start to maybe talk a little bit about um the different characters here, but <clears throat> there was one exception to this uh that I thought I enjoyed really, really well um throughout the entire thing. I think he was probably the strongest performance outside of the rock. I think we're gonna agree on this one, yeah. Uh, Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate, I thought yeah. stole every single scene he was in. So much so that I was frustrated with the direction they went with his character at the end. Um, I enjoyed everything to do with him. I thought he was perfectly cast. Uh, I just, if if they would have had more with him, I feel like this movie would would rank a little bit higher for me. Um, and in terms of the echelon of of the DC universe here, but uh, yeah, he he was really good. Anything he was in. I I actually looked forward to every dialogue scene I had with him because he had both the quips, he had the charm, yeah. and maybe the only good lines <laughs> in this movie, to be honest. Yeah, there's something interesting about a guy who knows everything that's going to happen, but doesn't give it all away. Uh, that being said, though, do you like? Is he a major? comic book character that is very well known like i had no clue who anyone on this team was i was like oh we got ant-man <laughs> we got doctor strange we got storm and then we got hawkeye if he had a jetpack <laughs> like i'm just looking at like these guys are like uh, okay we got a lot of like b and c list or marvel characters here <laughs> well doctor fate more than the other characters i feel like is pretty well known like he's i wouldn't call him an a-lister but he's kind of like a b maybe c-lister at most um he is more iconic, I think, now than he was a couple like a couple decades ago, just because they they continually bring him up in important storylines. The whole JSA or Justice Society team is a little obscure, but not like Guardians of the Galaxy obscure. Uh, for anybody who knows a little bit about comic book history, way before they published Justice League, way before they published Avengers, the Justice Society was the first superhero team. 
um, that was published in the comic book uh, for DC. So um, again, anybody with with that, like the original Flash was was uh, part of the team, the original Green Lantern, like that was the team that formed all of the OGs that today we uh, will eventually transition under different character or different monikers into the Justice League. Uh, so Dr. Fate is one of the big ones. Um, one of the more powerful characters in the DC universe, which again is why I'm bummed that, you know, spoilers, they ultimately kill him at the end of this movie to a very D-list uh, villain who in the comic books is like one of your like lower tier demon characters. Um, I was excited when they announced that it was Pierce Brosnan that was portraying Dr. Fate. I, I knew immediately I was going to like him. Uh, um, just because like he's he's such a he's such a high caliber actor, and so for him to like agree to do something like this to me, I was like, all right, maybe there is something to this <laughs> script. Uh, but yeah, he 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 was he was very fun. Um, definitely a little bit more powerful than he lo- were led on to to believe here. I feel like he toned him down a little bit for the sake of Black Adam. I don't know if he was toned down. I think this guy was like dominating every one of his fights, but. I think they had to make the villains a little bit more credible. Like you have to beat this guy so that we know that you're stronger than the team or something like that. Yeah. You notice you, you, you said this before, but like a lot of this is like copy paste, but um, Adam Smasher was pretty much Deadpool, Spider-Man, you know, give or take any and other Ant-Man. young and Ant-Man. Yeah. Stitched together. And Ant-Man one. is Spider-Man now with, oh, the, yeah. with that trailer. <laughs> with the trailer. <laughs> But yeah, him and Cyclone, I feel like I thought were fun additions, but they were just there to be like the, the little like romantic couple there with a quip here and there. I don't know what they were because they weren't that funny. And like you're not rooting for them as a relationship. It's just like, all right, get out of this scene so we can get to like Hawksmore or whatever his name was. <laughs> Hawks- <laughs> we should just call him Hawksmoor. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't name? a lot. There wasn't a lot to their characters, but like. I the minute that Wait, the, what, what was no don't move on what was the Hawks guy's name Hawkman literally Hawkman no it wasn't don't. it was yeah that's no, his don't name. do that that's his name <laughs> it's Hawkman he had the worst looking helmet his wings were like the uh like uh Gal Gadot's wings in 1984 yeah I see I don't know what totally the useless I was trying to go for. <laughs> And then he's carrying around this little like mace and he keeps trying to fight Black Adam and he's this guy's moving faster than bullets and you're moving slower. <laughs> Listen, he's in the hawk suit, right? He's got clearly he's got like some anger issues there to, to work out. Yeah, embarrassment issues. <laughs> right, one of my bigger gripes though, as soon as the movie started, we're moving on from the general thoughts. Let's get into the specific stuff. Was like I couldn't pick up on what the timeline was and if we were even on Earth. We're naming cities that aren't real and there's like futuristic motorbikes floating through the air. And then I got this guy throwing an A-track cassette tape on with like Earth music, like he's Star-Lord. Like what, when? When in the DC universe? Did you have any problem with that? No, just like when in life are we? Because <laughs> these guys, they got flyer bikes, and then they have a guy who's still driving like the the mystery mobile. Yeah, I see. Like they took um, 
the villain uh, organization is called Intergang. So in the comic books, they work closely with uh, Darkseid. That explains the technology that they're given. Over here, it's like Eternium, right? Or something like whatever the new rare element. That Unobtainium. Unobtainium. <laughs> from from Avatar. <laughs> yeah, like literally, that's an Avatar thing. You just named a mineral that's yeah. under, the, under the ground. Some random like, oh, that's Eternium. Oh, it's Unobtainium. <laughs> It's so boring when they redo this stuff. I know, and then they they tossed in Nth metal also, like as the whatever the the sh- the Hawk Hawkman ship is made out of. And I was just like, this is too many elements. Like, <laughs> like pick one and stick to that. Like, you've rewritten no. the whole periodic table. I don't even know what it's supposed to be. <laughs> like, what's next? Are we gonna get like a Wakanda reference here? Which we kind of did with, with Hawkman. I feel like they gave him that aesthetic in the ship, right? Like, yeah. that was that was literally a Wakandan vessel he just took over at some point. So you're saying that these guys are probably an attempted tie-in with like. We could bring dark side into this intergang well no no because over here they made it pretty uh, well, no, i don't think they made it pretty clear I, I i was assuming that their ships and all that were running off of that eternium stuff that black adam mm-hmm. keeps bringing up um which by the way all of this stuff is comic book stuff but it's used in the wrong ways <laughs> over here <laughs> um so yeah I, I feel like um there was too much of that Kind of going on it was a little confusing i don't know when this takes place in the timeline and also confuses me right because as a consumer we just saw zack snyder's justice league right yep. where at the end superman has his black costume on over here we see him with the original man of steel costume from a decade ago so i i it feels like they don't even know what they're doing here like they're trying they're really trying to interconnect things but it's not really working all that much. And, and and I feel like this movie probably would have been stronger if they would have um, kept Black Adam to his original story, which was to be the villain to Shazam, because I feel like they would have been good foils for each other and told one... Like, if you combine that movie and this movie, you would have had one great movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I totally agree. And I it is very confusing. I feel like this has to be... That's, this is the problem that we've always had with DC, right? Is like, none of this stuff stitches together. And then they just will try and lazily do it later on and say, like, one throwaway line to try and tie it all together, which makes no sense. But it's also, like, I t- my first text to you after this movie, because I refuse to rewatch any of the Justice, like, the Suicide Squads and all that stuff, is, like, didn't this woman die, the director, the director Fury woman? Like, she's died at least two times in both of them. <laughs> Yeah, no, that she hasn't on either of those. Amanda Waller. But she's right? also like the bad guy in the first Suicide Squad, isn't she? Why is yeah. she still in charge? And then when she unleashes the Starmy in the second Suicide Squad, <laughs> why is she still in charge? <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> None so, of it makes any sense. No, um... There is some answers to it, but you'd have to watch Peacemaker for it. And again, that's like like that's a show on HBO, right? Like it's not part of your like extended universe for the consumer to know ahead of time. Um and it, it's again like it just there's things that align and then there's other stuff that doesn't align at all. Uh also it just felt like they shoehorned shoehorned her in there. 
Where, like, at some point, the writers were like, oh, well, Black Adam needs to be in prison somewhere. Oh, I know. Viola Davis. Let's get her back. She was in those two movies. Let's, like, toss her in there, and she's the, you know, the the, the villain for this piece. Yeah. I mean, she could be a cool character, but what they do with her, I feel like, is lame. And then she makes these, like, threats that are not even plausible. Like, you can't contain this guy. (laughs) What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, you know it's unfortunate though. Like I love Viola Davis. I think she's this great actress. I love the character of Amanda Waller from the comics and the other adaptations. They continuously give her these, like they completely like butcher her character in these movies. Yeah, I mean she still presents like power and authority. Like I think that's more of a credit to her acting than it is to the script at right. all. Because the character has nothing to back it up. I just feel like she, yeah, she's just such a lame character to keep cropping up if you're going to be like, oh, she's the bad guy, but she's also the one in charge. And we know it. (laughs) We're not going to take her out of it, out of leadership. (laughs) Almost inadvertently, she's now the connective tissue, right? Like, she's the one that ties in all these DC properties. But again, it's like, yeah, it feels like it has no cohesion because there's nobody actually piloting this thing yeah what if uh do you think we could talk a little bit about just the the rocks performance in this i mean i feel like we got to talk spend a little time on on him i mean if we must (laughs) it is kind of his movie i feel like we saw a lot of the like the entrance scene in the trailer or like i feel like there was like a super bowl release or something like that where you got like him returning so none of that was really special and then he just comes out as this like mega powerful character, which is okay. I mean, you can create another Superman if you want the dark Superman, but then you have him get injured by the Ethereum or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> whatever metal they've created in this movie. He put too much uh, stock into that Ethereum; it hurts. Yeah, <laughs> I really did, man. I thought it was I thought it was gonna work. Uh, no, I'm, I'm more of a Doge guy. Uh, but no, he gets hurt by that in like act one and then they never use it again on him. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> Why set that up? Yeah. it See, like, that's the thing. It's Eternium is a comic book property thing, right? Like, but it's not used like this. Like it's, it's only supposed to be like, it's an, ele- it's a magic element. No, I, I get that. And that's like, I'm not a comic reader, so I don't really care. You might care a little bit more, but like, I think we both can agree is if you're going to go this route and have this be his kryptonite, then use it more often than right. just once where he can just patch himself up with a little lightning and then get back out there. Like, no, have it like have the other army like, oh, we saw this on this film was recorded before the soldier was killed. Like we we know to like, manufacture this stuff now. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's it's one of those things where, like, I feel like if you're a comic book reader, you get some things. But, like, for the general audience, you have to explain this stuff. Or you have to at least, you know, have the proper precedence of, like, why certain characters are, are you know, affected by certain things. And, like, there's just no context established sometimes for these things. They just are kind of rushing through it. Um, the, I, I, That being said, though, I felt like, and I, and I said this when we started our stated our general thoughts here but i went to watch this movie for the rock 
and I got exactly what I what I wanted out of it. And I feel like for that reason alone, like I enjoyed watching this movie. Um, try as he might, I feel like The Rock isn't like the best actor, you know. Um, but they play up to his strengths here, and I feel like that's where he shines through the most is like the grand spectacle of 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 movie. Um, also having finished Peacemaker, I kind of thought. And I hoped that they would do for him what they did for John Cena in that show, which is like truly play up to some of the strengths that they have and actually take him to task on some of his acting ability. Because I'll be honest, John Cena like surprised me in that series. Like as the show went on, like they gave him some heavy acting pieces there. And like that show ended up being some of my favorite uh, moments out of the DCEU. Uh, so I, I was disappointed to see that we didn't quite get that with The Rock here. Like, it was basically, like, the entire movie was The Rock. Like, here's Dwayne Johnson's superhero movie. Uh, which, again, it has its merits. Like, I feel like that has its audience. Um, but if you want to go above and beyond and have this be one of those, like, really great movies, you really got to work with your talent to find that, like, solid ground, you know? Yeah, I, I 100% agree. I went for The Rock as well. And I think because... Like you watch him on Fallon and he talks with such passion about the character and he's like, I've been trying to make this happen. Like it's Ryan Reynolds Deadpool story. It's like, I've been trying to do this for a decade and now we finally can. And we got it the way we want it. It's like, all right, I'll buy in. I'll go see it. And it's like, wait, this is what you're selling. Like, why, why didn't you put any of this on screen? Like, why don't, why don't we see you caring a little bit? Um, I did try and watch Peacemaker. I only went like two episodes. I feel like it was more like the gory type of fighting that I didn't which is funny because, like, that's the part of the boys that I like, so it's just kind of, like, different somehow. But, yeah, like, I know that these two guys, like, John Cena and The Rock, can act. Like, not, I'm not saying that they're, like, you know, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis out there, but they can do more than just give, like, a stern look to the camera as you float through a mountain. (laughs) Like, you can do a little bit more with him. Uh, That being said, though, like, uh, yes, he is a character that's supposed to be what, like, four thousand or whatever, a couple thousand years. So I get it if there's like a learning curve to like how people talk and what the like technology is at the time. So I'm okay with the acting choices he made there, because uh, he is from a world with without superheroes. So he's got to learn like uh, there's others like me and. I have no family here and I don't deserve these powers. Like he's going through like multiple levels of trauma, which when you watch the whole thing, like once you know how it's supposed to go, I think you start to notice some of those like subtleties there, which maybe, you know, I'll, I'll give credit to him that he's doing that on purpose. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I I think, you know, some of it could have been a choice. I just feel like it probably wasn't the right choice then to, to make. Um, that being said, though, yeah, like I like, like I said, I think I got what I wanted out of this movie. And I can't complain because like, I, I, I did yeah. enjoy myself. Um, it was a great popcorn flick. I think I, I said this before we started recording, but like I feel like this would have been a great summer movie. You love your popcorn. You love your popcorn. I do. <laughs> Move on from the popcorn, dude. Get a hot dog at a movie theater. Do something else. <laughs> Throw a wild card in there. I don't. I don't trust those hot dogs at AMC, man. <laughs> Just I sneak your own candy in, man. 
Listen, I only feel bold enough to sneak stuff in when I have somebody Chick-fil-A. that will want to. Yeah, like, see, we stuck in yeah. Chick Fil A multiple times. <laughs> I can't get any of my like anybody besides you is always been like, oh no, but they're gonna check our bags. I was like, who cares? <laughs> I'll leave the Chick Fil A right there. I don't care. <laughs> Wait, so this this might be an offline story. Uh, cut this if we if we have too much time. But so I'm I'm literally the only person in my movie theater. There's no one else. It's a private movie theater just for me. I went to like go up to the security guy at the front and be like, could you just skip all this stuff? It's just me, man. Like, let's get to the show. But as I'm walking in, I wore like my biggest sweatshirt I had. I put a couple like tall boy beer cans in my in my sweatshirt pockets. And I now have like a square frame from the from the beer cans and like the shirt is hanging lower. <laughs> and the guy was just like, uh, what theater are you going to? I was like, uh, 12 <laughs> he's like he gave me a little wink and he's like enjoy the show man <laughs> that's how you sneak stuff in sneak in beer get a, get a pack of like sour patch kids see i went to the amc on 19th and like they have a bar inside of the inside of the Don't theater pay 30 dollars for a beer <laughs> no they so you get a free beer Every now and again with the AMC A list thing. Mm-hmm. And so I like I had accumulated a couple at that point that I had enough for like three beers. Okay. Got all three, right? Went to my <laughs> went and sat down, and my friends are like, Oh, you're gonna share some of those beers? Like, nah, listen, buddy. <laughs> these are mine. <laughs> no, I earned these. Go ahead and become a member and stay stay a member through the entire yeah. pandemic. <laughs> AMC A list, man. They always pull through for me. See? <laughs> Yeah, no, I uh, where were we before that? Popcorn Fleck, Popcorn you wanted Fleck, this in the summer, summer movie. <laughs> yeah, it would have been great though. You, you know, so one thing I do want to kind of touch on it'll get a little nerdy here, but like honestly, there is a character in this movie that um, I was a little surprised that we uh, got, I guess, Henry Cavill. No, <laughs> no, that wasn't a surprise at all because it was everywhere. Uh, after the who else, premiere, who else was in this movie? So the the mom and the kid, right? For from this uh, movie, I never, I did not hear a name for the mom. Um, that's a good and, point. Neither did I. And I had my suspicion as who this character was, right? And it wasn't until I went out to IMDb after the showing and looked at the like the name of the characters, and I was like, oh, okay. So in in the in the comics, um, Black Adam takes on a wife. And he becomes king of Kandak in in the comic book once he reawakens and stuff, right? But he takes on um, a new wife, and you know she and he basically shares his powers with her, and she becomes the the newfound goddess that they call Isis. Which okay. be, because because of that name alone, I was surprised that they even included her in here because that is her character. She's credited as Isis. Why is something going on with the name Isis in the world? Well, you know, there's a couple things. <laughs> Just a few minuscule things. <laughs> now there was a god way before uh, a terrorist group. So yeah, no, but I I, I know how like <laughs> sensitive like censors and stuff get with this kind of thing. Sensitive. <laughs> okay, so she's like a she's a relevant she, comic book character. She's a major comic character, and I um. How about that little punk kid who does nothing for the plot. Yeah, I could have done without him completely. He like, was the worst, this just... little skate rat. Oh, I could not, man. I could not. Like, Tony Hawk wannabe. 
Yeah, like they they kind of rag like... on him. Come on, I've enjoyed him. <laughs> he reminds me of um, it's like they clashed in um, whatever rebellious character you got going on in you know in, in live. Like they they try to make him like a John Connor type, but didn't really yeah. pull through with it. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that that the kid characters are so hard to like really put into good writing, right? Because yeah, you have really examples like John Connor in T2, which I think were fantastic. But then there's others that I feel like they just don't. Sometimes they don't even speak like kids would speak, you know. And that's the yeah, they make them too them. grown up. It's it's yeah. wild. And like, but they're still using little kid voices, so it's like it doesn't right. fit. And there, there's also an element of just, and I don't know how you beat this, but there's just an element of kids being cringe. <laughs> <laughs> like you got Black Adam like doing these like death stares to the camera, and just like somebody shoots him with a bullet, and he looks back at them with the people's eyebrow, like. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have these little kids just being like making little triangles with their fingers, going like, "Let's all join together and fight the dead zombies." <laughs> And then one guy, like one adult guy in the crowd's like, all right, yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> it's It was a skateboard for me, man. Like I, I could not get over like the, like even when he's leading the people in. To when he came office. around the corner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> On the skateboard. Was I was so like, bad. <laughs> I, I, I looked over one of my friends. I was like, I swear this kid comes back leading the charge with a freaking skateboard on. I will. No, I can't. He just does like he pops an ollie. <laughs> you got the guy from spider-man just doing like do a kickflip <laughs> yeah. but see, that's no thing, that like, was that was super lame yeah i would rather have the kid on heelys than i would on the skateboard. Like, <laughs> with I like can't. the light up shoes too yeah 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 <laughs> make it if, relevant make it time, time see, relevant. If, if the kid was younger right like i feel like his lines and all that might have worked a little bit better and you could have at least bought a little bit because it'd be a little bit more outlandish right but because it's coming from a kid that's like what 13 14ish right it just didn't yeah. really work for me at all well here's the question so is the problem with him at the end of it or what like do you have a problem with him all the way at the beginning when he's like being a distraction for his mom to get through that barricade i kind of felt like he was pretty good there yeah the first scene his introduction was fine but it's everything yeah. after that just it continuously fell apart for me, and it just like took me off out of the movie a couple times. Yeah. The other like foreshadowing thing like that I thought was uh, miss missed opportunity was having um, the Clint Eastwood movie on, like the showdown between two like good and evil. And then they immediately did that in the next scene with like some random low level baddie that he's going to beat. I thought that they should have done that like at the end. Yeah. With the, with the demon. Like that's a missed, that's your early foreshadowing and then pull it back in later, not 10 seconds later. <laughs> I think it's just another example of the writers of this movie just like misjudging the audience a little bit. And they're like, oh, well, if we don't deliver it within the next 15, 15 minutes. Forget. Yeah, they'll forget. Yeah. Which uh, you know, which is like no, we're here. It's, it's also like, it was only like a two-hour movie, right? Like, yeah, it wasn't that long. Yeah, and I guess we should talk about the villain a little bit. But like, I one of the most forgettable villains <laughs> of, of all time. There, 
Yeah, I did. Um, I went to the bathroom uh, when he did his transformation, but only because I knew where they were going with the movie. <laughs> I was like, I can get out of here for two minutes. So I missed the transformation part, and I came back, and he was full devil. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't really have a problem with him because they, they set it up where it's like, if you put on the crown, it would have been too late for the hero, whatever, Kandar, to fight him. So I don't have a problem with like him being too strong and then okay now we need to pull in this justice league 2.0 to help out with the fight with the villain though i mean like my, my biggest issue with the villain is the fact that like there's no like you're led to believe that it's gonna go one way and then it's pulled a completely different way with him right like i i expected this movie to be like black adam is the main problem he's facing off the justice society and that's the big thing right we really didn't need Sabak there. Like we didn't need any of that. Um, I think the the reason why they did is because, like, again, this is I think this is an example of The Rock kind of taking a little bit of creative freedom with this character. Black yep. Adam is a villain in the comic books. There's like no, yeah. Th- there's maybe a little bit of an element of an anti-hero, but he's a bad guy. He's not meant to be like a hero. So. I think this was one of those things where it's like, wait a minute, if we have The Rock versus the Justice Society, we can't make The Rock the villain. Yes, we can. <laughs> and we probably should. You know, like, it's not that big of a deal, I feel. Yeah, you don't have to turn him into the good guy immediately. It could have been something that happens at the end of a Justice League 2 movie. I I totally agree. But I think, yeah, I think it is The Rock just wanting to be like, I want it all. I want to be the guy who can kill, who can do what Superman won't do. But I also want to end up being the guy that they root for. And it's like, you can't, you can't have both. You're shooting lightning through foot soldiers, throwing people from the clouds. And then you also want to be like, I'm the savior. I'll sit on the throne and then I'll destroy the throne. (laughs) No, you don't, you don't do it all, man. (laughs) Yeah, see, that's the thing, like, his story from the comics to this changed a lot, and I feel like if they stuck more to the comics, like, the com- in the comics, they make an effort to explain why Black Adam refuses to not be a traditional hero, right? And that's mainly because, like, and, and they make a good, they allude to this a little bit here in this movie, but in the comic books, they get very in-depth in that, like, when it comes to the Middle East in modern times, like nobody gives a damn, right? Like everybody blows yeah. it up or like, you know, they're, they're not, they're kind of left to fend for themselves. They get no aid. And I mean, so, it was all about like taking their resources, which is like, yeah, you, you can call it Ethereum or whatever you want to call it. Like, yeah, the, the metaphor is there. Yeah. And I feel like if they leaned on that heavily and just kind of really embrace that side of it and just say like, well, yeah, he's, he's brutal because he feels like he needs to be then I would have been all game for him being just a straight-up quote-unquote villain, but you get the reason as to why, right? Like, you'll have a Loki on your hands versus this. Right, right. Yeah, it's tough to to try and get it all there. Um, would you go watch the, a sequel? Would I watch a sequel? No, I don't. Well, I mean, I say no, but, like, I didn't plan to go see this movie so like i probably would but here's the thing i would say i don't know if i would recommend like when talking to uh, like dr ben about this i was like fun movie good watch kind of predictable 
I would wait until it's on HBO. I wouldn't go to the theater for it. Like, that's the recommendation. Yeah. yeah. Well, if we're recommending it to Dr. Ben, I would say, Dr. Ben, listen, the minute that they put a kaiju, a kaiju versus Black Adam, <laughs> I will guarantee, go see it. This is 100%, you know, great, great experience. But Godzilla versus Black Adam. That's what that's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're looking for, people. We weren't <laughs> testing nuclear weapons in 1940. We were trying to destroy Black Adam. <laughs> no, I um, I do want to call back to one thing that you were just talking about before this, though, before the recommendation bit. Um, I personally think that the thing that they did so well with this movie, from being just a casual fan, is creating a plot where you can or like introducing characters where you can feel caught up on like i understood the entire justice squad team backstory pretty quickly (laughs) and what their powers were black adam same idea like i think that was a good thread throughout the whole movie of like uh, it's not the son it's the father and like he's not motivated the same way that the kid was so he's not really the hero he's kind of the uh like the anti-hero bad guy all that, all those elements, like, I think was actually very well done, especially for introducing what five main characters plus a couple humans. Yeah, yeah, they give you just the right amount of exposition, and then explained what they needed to explain, and got got over the that whole sequence versus spending too much time or spending all of Act One introducing people. Yeah, and they did with Dr. Fate. Like, I know you wanted more of him, and I probably could have done with a little bit more of him as well, but he got just enough that you feel some, you know, regret and remorse that he has to give up his life for that end. Yeah, although it opens the door for another Dr. Fate, but still. Why didn't didn't Hawksmore get it? He was able to pick up the helmet when you clearly laid out (laughs) If you touch this helmet, you're the next one. It's very picky about who gets to pick it up. And this guy picks yeah. it up and starts building illusions. <laughs> yeah, that I see that that's where like the comic book nerd in me didn't appreciate that part of it. And that's made, you don't so, have to be a comic book nerd. That part made no sense. <laughs> yeah, they, they didn't explain the rules of it. So like, whoever puts on the helmet of Doctor Fate, you're you're yeah. no longer like you can't take it off. Right, like it's it's you're possessed by Doctor Fate, by the the spirit that's inside of the helmet. Um, and right. so the minute you put it on, it's kind of like a curse. Like you're all powerful, but you're not in control of your body. You're 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 being controlled. And so yeah, that part didn't make any sense to me. The fact that he could just touch the helmet and it'll do all this stuff for you, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I learned it from an old friend. Now goodbye, yeah. old friend. No, 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 that's part of you now. <laughs> Yeah. Like, listen, listen, buddy, you signed on to it's like a mobile contract, right? Like, and now you're stuck with yeah. the service for two years. <laughs> um, but before I had gone back, you asked me if I would go see a sequel. Would you go see a sequel? I feel like if they if the sequel is an ensemble and the rock is part of it, yes. If we're getting a black item two and the rock is the sole focus of that movie. I'd, I'll wait to watch it on demand. I don't think I'll go to, to the theater to to watch it. I think I'm the same, yeah. If it's like a Cavill and like you bring Affleck back, heck yeah, I'm there for the theater. But if it's just a only Black Adam and then maybe one of those guys in the after credit scenes again, 
I don't know if it's worth paying to see it. Like, I would have loved to see a Superman, Shazam, and Black Adam movie. I feel like in in the vein mm. of the the way they did it in the comic books, that that was was fantastic. But we're past that right now. And I feel like the first Shazam movie I enjoyed well enough, but I don't think it's like you know like a stellar movie either. Um, what do you what do you think about the trailer for the second one? We didn't really talk about this before, but I don't think I really watched it until <laughs> this movie. It looks like a solid continuation of the second movie. It's just that I feel like Shazam is also one of those characters that like he has three things going for him, and one of them is Black Adam, and he's over here in his own franchise instead of like you know like really integrating both stories together. The whole. Like I, I don't know. Like I feel like um, I'm I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch Shazam too. Like I I did enjoy the first movie. It's just I struggle to see what they can do with this character by himself. He's more of a supporting character in the comics. Not 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 a slight against the character. It's just that that's the history that's kind of gotten into him. Uh, we we like talked about it a little bit in the beginning of this show, but like there's only a handful of characters that I feel confident you can you can produce 15 20 movies and as long as you pull from the right content you'll you'll have a really good story but there's other characters like shazam where it's like all right i know shazam versus black adam and shazam black adam is superman but once you tell those stories all right where do you go with the character it's kind of like not really sure yeah i mean they could be doing this the uh the phase one of marvel type of thing where you give iron man thor and Captain America, their solo movies, so that you can bring them all together and either be fighting each other at the beginning of it and then realizing, oh, we need to team up for the bigger threat. Uh, if they do do... pretty lazy, so I, I would assume that's where they're going with it. They might. I mean, if they do Shazam and Black Adam together, I feel like it's going to feel a little awkward now since like the kids of the Shazam cast look like they're in their early 20s, you yeah. know? So they really should have casted a much younger uh, cast for that movie if they really intended it to draw out, like, this this long. Yeah, it's uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to keep an eye on. Any last thoughts on the movie before we wrap up here? Um, no. I mean, like, a lot, I know a lot of people were, like, expecting this to be, like, the most... Uh, the thing that electrifies the DC universe back into place because of that Superman cameo um, at the end. I, I thought it was an okay cameo, but I didn't like, I'm not really excited for the future of the DC universe. Like they really have to show me more for me to be yeah. hyped. You, you can't know? give me a, a two second line. We should talk. Like what is that supposed to pump me up for you saying we should talk because you want to be friends or you want to fight? Like, are you right. going to do another, another foot race with the Flash? Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, they they really got to, like, pick pick this up and, like, figure out what direction they want to go. Because I feel like from an audience perspective, it's so confusing. And it's, like, I want to be invested in it. Because, like, growing up, I was more of a DC kid than I was Marvel. But... Take that back. <laughs> take, but it, I just... take it back! <laughs> I will not. <laughs> Dude, it's... Silver Surfer, Spider-Man everyone else <laughs> dude wait okay wait so very off topic but like as we close out because we're talking about superheroes here did you hear the whole silver surfer getting his own disney plus special thing? norin rad yeah uh no i didn't hear about that 
So I don't know if you've seen Werewolf by Night yet, but that thing is like one of the best things Marvel's done in a while. Is it? I do need yeah. to watch it. Yeah. Uh, but apparently, because it was so well received by fans, they're they're introducing the Silver Surfer and a couple of different X Men characters to the MCU through that avenue. Hmm. I'm excited though. Like like Werewolf by Night. I thought like I went in there with no expectations, and like I was pleasantly surprised with what they were able to deliver. So. Silver Surfer tangent. is one of them. Yeah, this is a tangent, but can you do Silver Surfer without Galactus? Or is it going to be like him working for him, like Galactus on other planets? Or is it like maybe the origin bits? Or you have no idea? You can do Silver Surfer without Galactus. But that being said, I feel like they're going to use that to start hinting that Galactus is coming. That's point. what I feel like, yeah. yeah. Which, Which is I'm, cool. Like, yeah. yeah, give us these like either documentary type length like movie shows or give us like very short series to introduce characters. I feel like that's the way they need to be going now just to like screen test. Like, will this person do well in social media in downloads and views so that we can then say, let's back them and put them either in their solo movie or like in an Avengers movie. Yeah. And I feel like it's a great way to introduce the X-Men too, because I feel like we've gotten the ensemble for too long again. And like Dude, characters like that. You've been that saying that for three like years. The They're X-Men not <laughs> in it. <laughs> Move on, man. <laughs> yeah, enough with the X-Men. <laughs> Seriously. You've been saying X-Men Hulk, X-Men Hulk for like three years now. <laughs> We've only been doing this for two years. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm counting that year before this. <laughs> All the prep years. <laughs> oh my gosh listen it'll happen the day i stop talking about it it'll happen it's gonna happen and then you'll be like yeah i told you all right i told you so <laughs> all right why don't we wrap it up there i think uh, we stated our points very clearly very concisely well organized another great app by the two of us we'll be back with our thoughts on rings of power and oh how, yeah and yeah, how yeah, censorship yeah. is destroying the media no, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're both gonna get some rings and yeah. then uh, we'll we'll be on the lookout for some power. We'll, we'll get some rings. We'll strap on our Yeezys. You know. <laughs> okay. Well, no, not me. I don't. <laughs> I uh, I don't condone it. <laughs> we'll burn our Yeezys. <laughs> okay, that's better. <laughs> you know, All right. Well, well, with uh, with that, you know, let's get out of the booth and say thanks. Thanks for, for listening. listening.